So hi guys, we are here today with the amazing Siobhan Freegard, who is the founder of Net Mums. I know I've used Net Mums a million times, definitely throughout my Me pregnancy, too. and I'm sure many of our listeners have as well. And um, so we're here with Siobhan today to ask a lot of questions about Net Mums and then Channel Mum as well, and her business journey and some of her winging it to the top moments. Yeah, so welcome Siobhan, we're so happy to have you on with us. Thank you so much for having me. I've listened to your podcast and it's so lovely to hear your energy and passion coming through. I'm sure oh, that's so you know what we're just so excited to like now speak to other women founders like there's yeah. not enough support for women founders right now so it's just really good to hear about you know women in business how they've got to where they've got to and to support other other ladies who want to grow something and work around their children so yeah we're so excited to speak to you about. Everything. I think there's a lot of talk and um, if you go on LinkedIn, there's a lot of women founders, women in business, but I always come away thinking, oh, my God, I'm so far behind everybody else. You know, everyone's like top 30, under 30. Everyone's like winning awards. Everyone's getting promoted. Everyone's got new investment. And, uh, you know, it's it's lovely that, that we can celebrate other people's successes. But sometimes when you're just starting out or when you're a bit younger or when you haven't got, you know, a, a, I don't know, a great title or a, an MBA or whatever it might be, you can just come away thinking, what am I doing? I'm not good enough for this. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really good to have, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're a lower level. That sounds awful, yeah, you're like you're not good enough to be, but, well, don't we? it's but you're just, yeah. you're just, you're starting from, yeah. from nothing. And, you know, I started from nothing and I went through years of that, um, the, what do they call it? Imposter syndrome, not good enough syndrome. Yeah. Um, but actually you can turn that to your advantage. So, you know, maybe we can talk about that a bit today because no, confidence, confidence yeah. and passion is, is, yeah. is everything. Well, it's yeah. not oh, everything, definitely. but it's huge. And I think as well, like just to touch upon that as well, is when you're starting out, it's so good to hear from people who have been there and done it. And you go through so much, as we know, when you're starting a business, that sometimes you just want to hear from others. Mm. I've done that. It's going to be OK. I've gone through hard times. So I think it would be great to touch upon things like that as well. But Isn't to it, start it off, how did it's your... It's like, sorry, you... just to go back a bit. I'm going to keep doing this. It's an Irish thing. We interrupt no, each other. Because we have such big <laughs> families that if you don't like talk over each other, you don't get hurt. Yeah. So it's one of my worst faults. So I'm still working on it. And my mentor and boss always says to me, Siobhan, you've got two ears and one mouth. Use them in that proportion. And I'm really trying. So like, I, by I, all I, means, so I get it. stick your I hand up and go, shush. <laughs> um, and I can't remember what the point I was going to interrupt you for was now. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure as we talk, you, you'll you'll remember it again and, and, and you'll be able to say it. But um, how so we'd love to know sort of how did you get to the point of starting net mums so you founded it in 2000 is that right how yeah. did you get to that point what were you doing before what made you then want to start something that became so amazing and so big can I just quickly add to that as well because as well you didn't kind of reinvent the wheel like you started something from scratch that hadn't been done before so starting a, a you know a network community for women for mums dads and parents it was like not really heard of so you bought this yeah. thing out and that's that's massive just to kind of come up with the idea execute it launch it everything else you know it, so be it, great to well, it was reinventing the wheel in in some sense in that it was just bringing what we would have always had in the old days in our villages 
you know, they say my, my favourite expression, I've used it a million times. Anyone who knows me will have heard it before, is it takes a village to raise a child. Um, and I didn't have a village. You know, I just I, I, and, and I thought I was like because I was from Ireland and my family were in Ireland and just making sure my phone's off. Um, I thought I was the only person who didn't have a village and everybody else had you know loads of friends and relatives. And, and, and of course, it turned out that most people don't. So it was it was it was really what we did bringing bringing it online was in some ways it would have been the old campfire then it would have been the old village then it would have been um i don't know maybe the radio coffee mornings the women's institute um you know we, we still all need the mother and toddler groups or the baby groups or the whatever they are now so it was it was um somebody described it to me once as same food different plates so so yeah i'm not taking credit for for um creating mom communities because we've always needed that like, more than yeah. and, and we need it more now than ever in the society that we live in so it wasn't really kind of reinventing the wheel in that sense um but yeah so so i started um oh i know what i was going to say before <laughs> um i was i was going to say that starting a business and all those things you just said about where do you start and how and you want to meet people who got to that stage or who got a little bit further than you just like parenting isn't it you have a baby and you know absolutely nothing and all you want to do is talk to other mums but not other mums who've got 20 year olds but other mums who have got babies the same age as yours or a little bit older or you know a little bit but more or less it's like when you're pregnant you don't we, if you're 16 weeks pregnant you don't really care about 24 weeks you only care about 16 weeks <laughs> and, and and you know if you've got a baby who's teething you don't want to talk about somebody who's got starting school issues you want to talk about someone who's got teething issues or or you know if sleep is the most important thing in your life you want, so so it's 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 all part of humanity and sharing experiences and every self-help group in the world comes from shared experience you know if you think of something I, I don't compare what we're doing with like AA but you know again it's it's the it's the shared experience that binds these people together yeah it so, helps, it? so when you when someone shares something and you're maybe going through a similar situation you think I can continue I'm not going to give up because I know that person's doing it and they I, I can see what they're doing so yeah. we always say it's so important especially when you're I guess you know running a business and mum running a business that you have people to chat to look to listen to 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 keep you know spurring on really and, and actually that's what i would say when i was pregnant i go because in my friendship group my direct group i was like one of the only ones having a baby so it was tough like i was like i don't really apart from laura but you know it's like i don't know who else i can ask and things like this so i actually was googling everything and you know so obviously i did or i was always met mums finding out you know people would be asking questions i'm feeling like this at 26 weeks or yeah. you know what happened to you at this time and, and you do you get that advice and and that help and that support by other women out there and it gives you this sense of comfort knowing that you're not the only person maybe feeling a certain way or going through something you're experiencing mm -hmm. i didn't really get on very well with my pregnancy so i just i suppose wanted comfort from other people knowing that they'd felt perhaps the same or, or something else so I think it's so key that there is people out there that you can talk to in a capacity whether it's online or face to face but but just to know that other people are having the same feeling kind of experiences same. yeah and that, and that you're not alone and that's the key thing yeah. isn't it feeling alone is just the, to, to be isolated is just the worst thing I think in any stage of life is to, to yeah. feel that isolation so yeah so it's important really important to talk about kind of the business journey um especially when you're somebody who 
has never started a business before. And I had never considered that I would want to run my own business. Never. Like I wasn't one of those entrepreneurs who was, you know, selling sweets or cigarettes around the corner at school. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I was really happy in my 20s working for somebody else. I liked the structure of a company, a boss, a salary, a pat on the head if I did a good job. Um, <laughs> you know, someone giving me like a bottle of champagne to say you did a really great job this month. That that was I was absolutely fine with that. And I was, you know, I I, I was a marketing director by the time I had my first child, and I I, I, ne- I was just going to go back. Um, and I loved my job. And and but again, a bit like you, my friends were all kind of work friends or party friends. I didn't have yeah. community mum friends, so yeah. I had my baby and textbook pregnancy, textbook birth, textbook breastfeeding, like I was really good at everything except the emotional side. So that's where I fell down. And I just, I I had not expected to feel the emotions that I felt. That was the bit that I don't think was covered properly in in all my preparation for parenthood and so on. Um, And I was just, I think the most shocking thing was that I actually loved my baby. No one had really explained that, you know, I would have this connection that that came from my gut, my heart, my my womb, you know, and, and when I left him, it, it tore me apart and yeah. sounds over dramatic, but anyone who's felt it knows no, what, what we do. So, yeah. So so going back to work suddenly wasn't going back to work. It was like this wrench, absolute wrench away from from my baby. Um, and I struggled with it. I went back because I thought, you know, come on, man up. Um, and, I, and I did that for a couple of years. But I ended up sort of pushing myself into postnatal depression because I, I, I fought so hard and it was kind of head versus heart. And I was pushing with my head and not listening to my heart. Um, and, and really, you know, I should have called it earlier, but I didn't until it was, you know, I was in a bit of a muddle, real muddle by then. Um, and I just said, listen, I'm taking some time. I'm I'm, I'm out. Um, and my husband kind of went pale because, <laughs> you know, I was, I, I was earning pretty good money. He went, OK. <laughs> um, and I was like, don't worry, we, we, we won't have a cleaner anymore and we won't get takeaways. And we, we you know, <laughs> I would have done anyway. So. I stayed at home and I had another baby and kind of cut the long story short. But what I did find was when I was at home, I was I felt the isolation even more because it's a long day at home with a baby, isn't it? I mean, it was it was it was in the days of neighbours and I used to kind of get through the day to lunchtime, watch neighbours while the baby had a nap. And then it was like, oh, my God, I've got to do the whole thing again for the afternoon. Is it not over yet? (laughs) And then I'd get through the day and I'd watch Neighbours again because there was nothing else to watch at six o'clock or whatever time it was on until, you know, until 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 my husband came home. Um, And it it took quite a long time to find my way in that sort of world of parenting. And I think it was like another probably year or two years before I found myself running the local mother and toddler group. And I saw mums coming in and they looked, I knew that you said, you know what each other are thinking. I could see these mums and I could see that they were exactly where I was. They were lost. They they didn't know, they didn't have friends. They didn't know how to behave. They didn't know how to talk to people or just play quietly with their child. They were, you know, if I could have, their posture was this. Um, 
and and so I sort of I started talking to them I started introducing them to people I became a kind of a you know facilitator and I just yeah. thought god you poor poor things I, I feel you what yeah. could we do to to to, to fast yeah. forward you through those two years that I went yeah. through and, and get you to where I am now where I'm actually yeah. finally enjoying being a mum yeah. um, and so that was really the concept so they, they say it's a bit of a cliche but necessity is the mother of invention and in my case it really was um, and it was just about the time the internet was coming into people's homes. So ugh, it makes me sound so old, but it was pre, it was, Facebook was in America, but we didn't really have it here. So, yeah. you know, had, had, had Facebook been here, I probably would never have really got started. So luck was on my side to a large extent. Um, but I got my husband's computer when he came home from work and I thought, you know, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a little website, just just local places to go, things to do, a bit of advice on how to make friends. And, you know, um, and the first name I looked up, the first domain name I looked up was Women on the Web, which I thought was great. Bring women together on the web. And it was this porno site, like really hardcore porn. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, there's more to this like internet thing than I realized. <laughs> so I was like, oh, just quick, click out of that one. Get rid of that one, yeah. So anyway, I, I, I found Netmums, which to me was like, you know, network mums. Um, and about roughly, I think it was almost the same month, Mumsnet bought their name so and I didn't even know they we didn't know each other existed for about three years so we were both building these these wow. net mums mums net um and then we sort of bumped into each other and we were like who are you no who are you <laughs> so we had a really competitive sort of period and then we realized that actually we had beaten Every, not not you know not that we started out feeling as competitive to the world but you know yeah. people from Procter and Gamble um the big supermarkets the big parenting brands the big media publishing groups they'd all started parenting websites and we were we were the ones that everybody came to we were the ones that got the most yeah. traffic so in the end we kind of high-fived each other and went look you know real mums won at the end of the day um yeah. and now we're friends so Justine who's yeah. my equivalent of mums net and I are we meet yeah. a couple of times a year and we get drunk together and you know we <laughs> just cheers each other for the amazing yeah. the amazing things you created which, what, so, you, what you created was from so the other companies can do it but what you're creating is from your experience, experience and from what you felt personally so a big company can do it and they've got the resources and the money and everything else to do it but actually yours comes from a, Passion, a, a pain so point as well yeah. being like I need to create this for I can see what other people go through and I know this is needed, it's necessary. Yeah. You know? And that passion is it's so important. It's what drives you through, you know, the, the good days and the bad days. It's what, you know, yeah. sometimes I know you feel some days like, what are we doing? Should we just stop? Because it's too hard. Yeah. But it's the well, passion yeah. that drives you through that. And yeah. also your your strength is sometimes it's what you don't know. Like if I'd actually known that Disney were starting a parenting website in America that they were bringing to the yeah. UK, I probably would have given up. <laughs> you know, I probably yeah. would have thought, yeah. I, can't, I can't beat Disney. Can't um, yeah. But in the end, Disney offered to buy Netmums. It was like, whoa, and we didn't sell it to them, but you know, it was yeah. it was kind yeah. of a moment. Um, yeah. and, and, and again, part of the ignorance being your strength is you're willing to, well, you're, you are your audience, which is yeah. huge. And, and you know you can see with your product you very much you are your audience yeah, um yeah. if you like it bums are going to like it if you don't yeah. like it 
you know, if you think it's too twee or too complicated or fussy or or patronizing or, you know, whatever these brands can sometimes be because they're dreamt up in a boardroom. Not. And that's why mum's kitchen table businesses do work. They, 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 you know, that's why. So so keep always keep that front of mind. And, and just a really small example of how our ignorance was our strength in some ways. We were on at home on dial up. I don't know if you guys remember dial up yeah, Internet yeah, yeah. and every image would take, you know, junk. Absolutely. There was these big companies that, you know, starting in Silicon Valley were trying to put up like videos. I mean, there was no chance of ever downloading a video, never mind a photo. So we didn't have photos. We had maybe a simple graphic. But, you know, we knew that no one was going to stay on a page while a photo downloaded like this. So so until until, you know, broadband became something that normal people had as opposed to just in big offices. So, you know, again, your ignorance is your strength. So sometimes, although it's although it's tempting. Sorry, what's going on there? Something's, although it's tempting to. um it's tempting to, to to look at everybody and think, oh, God, you know, I don't know that there's a lovely expression, which is. Um, don't worry about stop looking at other people's grass, worry about your own. And in yeah. some ways, you know, keep your head down and get on with what you're doing. Because I think we've been victims yeah. of that, haven't we? We've looked at other at the people. And then again, not now, not now. We're in our own lane now. We've really channelled what we're doing. What, and we yeah. really know what we're doing. But I think at the start, because actually going back to what you said earlier, when you're starting from scratch and you don't know where to start, you're looking at everyone else that's done well, has succeeded, and you're like, right, what have they done? What have and they not done? not even in the same field sometimes. No, Maybe no. someone that you buy from and you think there's, there's nothing relating to your product or what you're doing, but like you say, you think, oh, they've done this, so let's go down. And later on, that can come back to mm-hmm. bite you. And we've mm-hmm. had those experiences where now we're so true to what our product is. We're and so passionate and ourselves. We're yeah. like, well, we're going to do what we think. Yeah, it might be slower, which most of the time that is the case. It's very slow. But also, we'd rather get there that way than do something that doesn't align with us as people no. or what we want to do. And yeah, um, yeah so that, that's definitely true. Be yeah. true to your, I mean, now they would say, you know, do your branding, do your brand values. Yeah. Um, but but just having some basic, even even one or two basic values. Um, you know, ours was for me, it was it was just something my dad always said. And it's followed me all through my life is do the right thing. Yeah. Um, and and it can be so tempting. Um, you know, we were offered a lot of money, a lot of advertising money by a company that I don't want to say who it was specifically because that would just spark another debate. But it yeah. didn't feel it was the right thing. But it was a lot of money, and it would have mm. propelled us forward. It would have, yeah. and we turned it down. And it was actually, in retrospect, it was a brilliant decision. But yeah. it just came from following the, the you know our heart which the value yeah, was yeah. do the right thing and and if it yeah. feels you know you know what your gut instinct is you yeah, just definitely. yeah and 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 that is something that gosh I, I don't know if this is okay to say but women particularly are really good at listening to their gut instinct I think um, yeah, but it's so easy not to but you know when you're not <laughs> yeah you know and you know you know when something's yeah. not right and, and and also leading on from that so with netmans Obviously, as we know, when you're starting a business, it's so, so difficult and you're you're like going every day and you're just, you, you know, you just thought like that we say this hamster wheel of just going and going and going and going. But what were the, was there some severe low points? Was there points where, like you mentioned before, where you were like, I just need to give up or times where 
you were so close to and you didn't or was you always quite like steady with your emotions or, or mm-hmm. how it was growing oh every week I mean every single week I was like that's it I'm done no that's it I'm, I'm calling it a day <laughs> and I you know have a glass of wine go to bed wake up in the morning go okay come on let's get on with it and then you'd have yeah. and then you'd have a big high and you know it's it's um I was taught because when I had postnatal depression I did some counselling some really good really really good counselling and one of the things I was taught to do was a mood diary um, and no one's got time to write you know a diary diary Um, and it ended up coming down to literally giving yourself and I started doing it three times a day and eventually I did it once a day um, giving yourself a mark out of 10 for how your day was Um, so you know it'd be a seven it would be an eight it would be a seven it would be an eight and then you'd have a two and when it's a two it's like every day is a two you can't remember that there was ever anything other than twos but if you look back at your diary in your own handwriting you're like oh my god I've just had 10 days of you know at least a six if not seven eight I had two nines last week um and it's like okay and it just it's in your own handwriting you can't kid yourself so instead of catastrophizing your bad day or your bad um it's just a way of saying okay well let's see how the next few days go and you mark you know you have a two and you have a three and then suddenly you're back to seven again so and and if you flick through a year of those it's just it's it's fascinating to had a really oh, extremely God. hard week yeah. and I think sometimes when you're going through stuff out of your control and just you know puts you on a right downer you like we always say you have to really get yourself out of it and one of us always has to be on a good yeah for the part for the other one to be come on let's move on from this but when you're going for extremely difficult times sometimes it does feel like it's just lasting doesn't it yeah it's deep, really deep to get yeah. yourself back out and like I think the when you have those days are like two day you focus on them more so like even though you might have had like the sevens and the eights or last week like we've had it for amazing stuff's happened but we're not grateful enough for the amazing stuff because we're sitting there something bad will come along and then all of a sudden we're like oh yeah. my god but this big bad thing you know and it's disaster it's, it's all over yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. every so, single one of those you know five six seven eight nine days is moving you forward yeah. um I mean yeah I was gonna say you can't go backwards I guess you can if you run out of cash and and you know but yeah, but yeah. but you're moving forward all the time so yeah. um yeah it, it's like I think it's a good idea if you can to find a mentor you know somebody a bit older a bit wiser or somebody you I think you had Sarah um yes. it, yeah 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 well people we chat to quite weekly, often yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And, and that has actually been huge for us because they have acted as those sounding boards they've given us that advice when we've been experiencing those really like low moments and we've said to them like this situation we're in yeah what would you do or how would you navigate and we've done it a few as well so we've done it you know it's um, (laughs) really you yeah, can get in such a spin and then somebody who's like a bit more experienced or just just not quite so close to your day-to-day can just go that's okay just do this and, and suddenly you're like oh they don't think it's a problem why don't they think it's a problem well maybe it isn't a problem or maybe it's not that big a problem and it just helps give you a sort of a sense of perspective and put you back on the track again so that's something I found quite helpful having somebody that I could turn to when 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 it seemed you know like there was bigger grown-ups who were interfering in my world <laughs> yeah yeah that's so true um, someone that's outside of your business as well that can give you an honest input and yeah and it's not you just so stuck in, in the nitty-gritty yeah yeah and where, what point then so you, obviously you started net mums and then it was growing and obviously just 
group, group did, it, did it grow quickly would you say when you from when you started it to when you really saw that moment of being like wow we've mm -hmm. done something here was it long or was it a quite a quick I did guess it like, traction quickly I suppose yeah I guess it, it sort of did but then we were also I was and my two partners that came in and and you know without whom we I, I couldn't have done it but yeah. we were we had small children and we wanted to be at home with our children so we never had nannies or you know daycare we waited until they started pre preschool so we'd have that two hours in the morning which was you know just like oh my god women mums can get so much done in a short space of time can't we when the clock's ticking it's like just like the door closed it's like <laughs> for me my one-year-old I've got a five-year-old and a one-year-old and as soon as she goes out for a nap I'm like that's it I've got an hour and a half or two hours I should get going <laughs> yeah. yeah so we're super super duper multitaskers um and no it was so so therefore it was it was an organic growth so we didn't yeah. At that point, we didn't seek investment. We yeah. made a bit, invested a bit, made a bit, invested a bit, didn't pay ourselves for quite a long time. Um, yeah. Again, in retrospect, would it have been better to get some investment and go faster? I don't know, because we learned the Internet as everybody else was learning the yeah, Internet. Yeah, so yeah. maybe it was a natural journey and that was a better way for it to happen. But, you know, it suited us at the time. But I suppose when we got to um you know we kind of because it started off with very much localized information when we covered the country I think the day we hit a million members was a day when wow. we thought okay you know maybe we actually are maybe it's not going to disappear tomorrow um yeah, yeah. especially with the internet you can't there's nothing you can hold and no. you know my biggest fear was that Google would overnight decide to do Google Parents and would just yes. like swamp the internet and we'd just disappear yes. and I'd have nothing, yes. nothing to show for it. It's yes. intangible. So that was the biggest fear, I suppose. But a million members felt like, wow, we've done, you know, we've done a good job yes. here and that can never be taken away, even no. if it disappears overnight. I will be happy that I did that. Even before that, I think like even if we had a, like at the start a few thousand, I'd have been like, yes, like to get to a million is like a massive milestone. Oh, like, that was our problem, like, you know, that we could only sustain ourselves if we had the numbers in order to be able to awesome. talk to advertisers and partners. Okay because of the audience so it was sort of a yeah. it was a bit I might have actually made it a charity in the beginning but charities are really hard work there's so much yeah. red tape so yeah. it was sort of just a lovely sustainable circle that the, the advertisers yeah. want to sell products to mums mums yeah. want to buy products so yeah. as long as you've got something good to say tell us and pay yeah. us and then we can help each other you know That's we can it. help the mums and, and the mums can help and, each other and and it and was just source as well because you know how many people like you try and sell things you think is it good is it not good but when yeah. it's coming from parents and it's coming from a parenting platform you know you know you can trust the source of where it's coming from so in, um, in the start then did you kind of know in your head that you could monetize it if that makes sense or did you just think I'm going to set this up to support other women then that kind of was a natural progression or did you think I know that there could be something in this where I, I, yeah, yeah. It's a really good question and I'm not 100% sure. I, It wasn't the original idea for it wasn't a business, yeah. Yeah. but it was localised information. And the very first email address I ever registered was Siobhan at Harrow HQ. So mm -hmm. Harrow HQ indicates to me that I had an idea that it could be in different places yeah, as well but so, so I think I must have had some sort of foresight there not yeah. not necessarily very conscious um, but I think it was the point where we got to a certain stage and my husband said look 
you know, you, you, you're the one who wants to survive on one salary. If you want to do this, you've got to stop using my credit card to buy things. Or, you know, anything. It was, yes. So I thought, yeah, OK. So that's when I started thinking of it as a business. And um, Tesco's were the very first people who supported us. And they were like yeah. amazing. But I went straight to the marketing director. And again, it would be one of my pieces of advice go high, show your passion, you know, show yeah. what, what, and you've done the same when, you know, you got yeah. in touch with me, you got in touch with yeah. Sarah Wig, but you got in touch with yeah. whoever you get in touch with. And that's, people like to be able to give back, like they genuinely yeah. do, because when you've achieved something, you know, it's not just your effort or anybody decent knows it's not just their effort. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of luck um, yeah. and people helping you along the way. And they're, they are happy to give back. So, so think yeah. of, you know, who are the best people to help you on your journey yeah. who can, but but don't just approach them and say, can you help me set up my website because you've done a really successful website yes. Yes. or you've made a really successful clothing range. Can you help me with yes. mine? No one's got time for that. You know, no. busy people don't go with one specific thing you think they can help you with, yes. um, you know, even if it's a small amount of money. Why do you want that money? Where will it get you to? What will you give them in return? Or could they yes. introduce you to someone um, yes. who who do they think would be the best person that they know for you to meet um yeah. so again so I met somebody who in who I asked that question to and they introduced me to again I hope people remember Anita Roddick who started the body shop um yeah. she was she was an iconic um woman um who was the first person to develop you know anti-animal product um anti-animal testing products yeah. and eventually she sold it to L'Oreal for millions unfortunately she died young which was very oh, sad but th th they introduced me to her and she said, look, I'm too busy. I can't really do a lot for you, but I'll be your patron. Put my name on your website. And if you really need me, give me a shout. And it was like, yeah. you know, wow, I was able to say patron Anita Roddick. And everyone was like, God, these girls really are something if Anita Roddick's their yeah. patron. So, you know, that yeah. one simple thing that just helps you forward. That's, it. That's, that's how we feel, like doing our podcast and having Sarah on, having you on and some of the other guests we've got lined up. Like it, it does actually feel like quite a pinch me moment for us because we're like, we're speaking to people that we have followed their journey for a long time that, you know, they're in a position that we want to be in, you know, eventually. And it, it does feel like, yeah. but we've done that because we have put ourselves out there and we have, you know, asked people, how did you, what, how, you know, and get, got advice and, and yeah, it's, it is about that, isn't it? It's yeah. networking and sometimes doing things that are uncomfortable and it, asking that, uncomfortable questions. I don't think, like yeah, that. I don't think it's ever, <laughs> you're never in a comfortable position when you're, you know, asking someone, oh, I would love to speak to you. And, and everyone's so busy and we know how busy everyone is. So it is really just putting yourself out there and being like, look, we are so passionate about what yeah. we're doing and we really want someone to see that. And I think if you're, if you are passionate, it does come through. I think yeah. that's one thing everyone says to us. We can see your passion. We can see yeah. what you're doing and, you know, like you say, people are really willing to help if you show that in the right way. It's not just, you know. Um, and for you with Tesco's, I mean, te the Tesco's were a massive brand to be like, yeah, we're going to help you with this. Again, that must have been like, okay, wow. Like, this is like, again, <laughs> you're terrified. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But, but the way you approach, you're not, you're not arrogant and you're not pushy. You, you, It's like you're, you're, don't use the word humble because you're not your your passion comes through but not in an arrogant way um and you know that's that that's just that makes you want to help so I think your tone that was what caught my eye was you know your passion and your tone um so yeah you're, you're, you're doing you're doing but you do get you do get people who who are sort of like 
why wouldn't you want to help me because obviously I'm about to create the next massive brand (laughs) Um, and it's just a bit like yeah there's a lot of people who who I don't have much time and I'd rather give it to people who I can really feel I can help yeah, um, and we appreciate it so much like you yeah. say it does, it does no no really no good. don't say that because the other reason is because you can see immediately that I used to be you you know it's, <laughs> there's no that's all it is it's like it's yeah, yeah. it's you know, I used to be you and I know how much I appreciated I'm not saying I'm in the same garden I'm not even in the same ballpark as Anita Roddick but those type of people people who would give me just you know that little bit of their time so people will and you're doing yeah. exactly the same thing reaching out for them um yeah. The one thing I didn't do, just in case I don't get a chance to say this because it's really important, is I didn't, I was, I, I, I had no interest in business administration, you know, actually like the, the accounts, the, the, the you know, yeah, like someone tidy up, someone tidy up behind me, you know, I'm out yeah. at the frontier, we can, yeah. don't worry, we'll, we'll tidy up that later when we're, when we, we're stabilised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then of course, I got to the point with NetMums where somebody came along and said, listen, we want to make a serious offer on buying the business. And it was exactly yeah. the right time. Um, you know, my children were getting a bit older, I didn't feel the same affinity with sort of young mums. And I felt I wasn't the audience anymore. And I'd become kind of CEO rather than hustly founder and I was you know I just didn't I I was losing that passion I suppose because it had become a job rather than um so it was exactly the right time so they were like great can we have your management accounts here and they named off all these things and I was like what are they (laughs) (laughs) and you you do don't you because I think you're so we say this now you're so into what you're doing that the bits that you don't enjoy are always obviously kept to the Mm. side because it's not your it's not your main thing that you're one good at the day to day as well like literally just keeping the business alive sometimes is like the main task it's like right we've got to keep this business going you've got to keep our customers happy that's otherwise we haven't got business yeah so you're trying to focus on that and then that means the accounts and the stuff that maybe the people that are creative find a little bit boring is in the back but actually it's so important because so important. without it you don't really have a business no. it's just it, it, and yeah, it's it, it, and then you have to pay for it unless yeah. you know but and you, but it's a false economy so you know get a yeah. good accountant and um, so we yeah. had to do it all retrospectively so I got some people in who help people you know, buy and sell businesses and they just laughed at me and they went this is like Del Boy and Rodney runs a business <laughs> That will make so many people feel better, I can tell you. Because everyone just thinks everyone has it together. Yeah. And you don't, clearly, like you don't, do you? It's like it's such a juggling act. So yeah, they were like, Where's your cash flow forecast? Or or what? Um, well you must have submitted some sort of accounts yeah I think we did um under here <laughs> hang on hang on is it in your drawer or do we have, we might have left it in and from that as well Siobhan what um so when you then obviously sold net mums and you've done that what then prompted you to then go on to Channel Mum? Did you have time off and, and you thought you wanted to get back into something? What was the what was the process from, from Net Mum to selling it to then going to creating Channel Mums, which again was humongous yeah. and is humongous. And it, and it was at the right time when it, the influencers were rising and yeah, yeah. and all of that. So yeah, that would be interesting. I think do. it was it was 
it was realizing that yes my children were growing and I didn't have the same empathy with small children but I also could see from my kids the way they were using video and it was like just before Instagram video obviously YouTubers was it was all about Zoella you know but 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 I could see that that generation were starting to grow up and have babies and it was like they're not going to want to read loads and loads of text they're going to want their information in video format so I just was just kind of just thinking one day and I had a look at YouTube which I hadn't been near because I just thought it was for kids um you know funny cats and stupid pranks and things and I I looked up just out of interest you know breastfeeding advice and god it takes me back to women on the web but it was um like (laughs) it was was pornographic content you know it was it was like you know bitty and all that it was like like terrifying and I was like this is what new mums are going to find when they go looking for for content um so I thought you know I've got so much knowledge now I've got my own experience and I've got the experience of running something for mums let's do it again but do it like led by video this time um and I suppose I had the energy because my children were a bit older to do it yeah. you know, and, and I'd got the learnings of things like accountancy and, and business practice and you know I'd now yeah. got all of that so this time we did it and we did it slightly differently and but again I went like like Tesco's I went to ITV because ITV are mums mm-hmm. um, media but they're not going to n- understand the world of YouTube and, and you know at this point yeah. and again they they invested some money right at the beginning so right. it was it was one of those kind of not, not just a punt but a you know a thought out punt but yeah. kind of laser sharp who who are the right people and that's what yeah. got us off the ground and then this time we did take investment um to kind of because I, d- I you know I didn't have 15 years to build a business anymore I'm yeah. Yeah. too old for that <laughs> so it was how do we how do we kind of bring that forward a little bit yeah um and yeah so channel mum Channel Mum became Channel Mum Talent, really, which became a sort yeah. of a mum talent agency. Um, and um, it's recently been bought by MC Sachis. So yeah. they, they've taken that and kind of merged it into their media division. Um, so I'm doing something else, which is oh. more around kind of families and midlife women, because that's where I am now. I love that. Midlife, not middle aged. Exactly. <laughs> no, but again, that's something so I really struggled with, you know, I really struggled with being a mum, new mum, and I really struggled with getting old. It was like, you know, who, who expects to be 50? Nobody. <laughs> and again, somewhere for people to go because if everyone's moving on, aren't they? Yeah. So you, you start off where you, where you was when you started knit mums and you do move on to channel mum. And then like you say, now you're moving on again and it's you want something at every stage of your life because it doesn't mean just because then your kids or when your kids get older or you get older yeah. that it has to stop and I think that whole community never stops does no. it you always need something you can go to yeah. so we, yeah, all I think need, we all need our village you know and, yeah. and, and the, 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 the challenges just change um you know your, your children need help I don't know buying a car or or yeah. a flat or moving out yeah. or with a deposit yeah. on their rental flat or yeah. university or and then your parents start getting older and they you know you need to the sandwich generation and your challenges change oh 100%. Um, and how have you so your new venture now when can you talk about it oh yeah is it is it are you, are you launching soon or is, or is it in the, the stage process of you building it or yeah um, tell you more later 
I'll give, you the, I'll give you the first scoop. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's um no, it's it's still in the development stages, but yeah, I'm quite excited about it, and I'm I'm excited to be excited again. Yeah. Um, and that's they they say that when you start when you're starting something, you're you're most creative. It's something to do with the brain, left brain, right brain. You know, neuro neuro neuro. I don't know. People that are much cleverer than me will explain it, but it's it's. You're, you're you're using the creative part of your brain rather than once you're running something you start using the more rational side of your brain yeah, so every every yeah. single idea you have at the beginning of something you know write it down follow it trail it scribble it yeah. note it voice note it just just you know even if it's a jumble of thoughts just scribble yeah, them down because yeah. you'll never capture that creativity again no i would say that about us because i think when you start as well and i don't know if you feel like this, you're really naive so when you start, you kind of, because you don't know a lot, you go in things really naive, but that's where all your creativity comes out and you've got so much energy, like you're like, right, we can do this, we can do this, but you yeah. feel like you can take over the world. And then as you <laughs> think, you slowly start going and then so you're, you're doing more firefighting than actually kind of the creative side of it. So it is, it, that is so true. Like at the start is when you're the most energetic, I would yeah. say, and, and the most you creative. don't know what's coming. So it's lovely. It's like dream world, really. Yeah. <laughs> there's no like, barriers in your no, you know, in your imagination. There's no barriers. And, yeah. and, and, and those barriers are in, often self-imposed because you think, oh, we couldn't do that because we're too small and this yeah. huge company is doing that and we'll never get into that. Well, why not? Why not? Yeah. The, you know, the best people have come from, you know, even Facebook came from, you know, yeah. like the creation the stories. Yeah. 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 yeah, When you go back, they're very, it's, it's not the ideas that are dreamt up in a boardroom by people saying, yeah. how are we going to create a business that's going to make money? That's and not where the best ideas come from. No, exactly. So true. And, and sometimes it's a shame that, especially when you're seeking investment, like we have, that that is, that's the first thing, isn't it? So what is this business, how is this business going to make money and what's the business going to be worth at X date? And obviously, okay, get it. But also it's like, there's something about the piece of where if it comes from a place of passion and you know your audience, like what you did was for an audience, you knew they needed that because you'd been through it. And the same as all and I, the product that we create, we know that mums and grandparents, people will buy it because we've been in a situation where we can find the product that we needed for these occasions. So it's like, and it's hard to say to people, just believe in that. Just believe, <laughs> just believe just in us. You know? Actually, what we've got is fantastic and it will get there. It's just a bit of time and nurturing and everything yeah. else. It's, but now it's all like, numbers is, numbers that, what's the exit plan? Who you can take on board? How many staff? And it's like, Net Mums was 15 years of really hard work yeah. and it wasn't an overnight yeah. sensation that no. I suddenly started and suddenly sold. It was no. it was yeah, way, way. way. I think a lot of people think when you start a business, it's a they year, do. it's two years, three years, you're done. Oh, wow. They, see, they've done it. But it's not. It is a, it is a long time, isn't it? Mm. It's a long time of ups and downs and struggles. But you get to the end goal if you just keep going, which is. Can I and also. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to quickly ask, can I ask how it felt when you come to the point of like selling and everything else, did it feel bittersweet or did it feel like, I know you said it felt like the right time, but obviously you had spent 15 years growing something that you said come from a place of passion. How did it feel when you're like, okay, I've done this now, like I've done this part and I'm moving on to the next thing. How did that, that feel for you? Um, I'd say two things to that. One is I was ready and you, you just know when you're ready. You know, it wasn't, it, we used to always call net mums our baby and and it was we were ready to let the baby go to university or or get married or whatever the, the, the metaphor would be for that 
Um, I also did a three year what's called an earn out. So we, we took you know, a certain amount of money up front. And then there was if we really hit the targets that we said we could hit, there was three years of um, sort of level and there was three different levels in each year. So it was a long, slow handover. So maybe it was like university and then they finished uni and then they left home. Um, so, so, you know, by the end of the three years, it had take, taken that long to kind of, you know, sort of extricate myself from the business. So it was and it was lovely. The three years were great. The buyers were wonderful. My, my new boss, you know, I just got used to having a boss and that he was lovely. So it was very successful. Um, but I would also say, yeah, there's a moment of exhilaration, obviously, but it's a moment. It's such a fleeting moment. So yeah. the one thing I would say is, and, and I actually had this confirmed again in something I heard on a podcast recently, but enjoy the journey. You know, it's not all about the destination. Um, yeah. and, and actually, that was that was fully played, confirmed for me in another discussion about neuro neurology. Neurology, is that how you say the workings yeah, of the brain? Yeah. That, that actually your adrenaline propels you forward and adrenaline gives you dopamine which is what makes you happy and what make you know and what gives you that extra energy and if you can use those two things side by side that's like the sweet spot that gives you the energy to keep going whereas if you only wait until you get that dopamine hit at the end that's not you don't need it then it's you know you'll get that momentary oh I did it big adrenaline hit a big dopamine high and then now what so, yeah, you know, yeah. it's really, really important to to just to enjoy the journey and, you know, not on the two days, but on the six, seven, eight, nine days, yeah. you know, just, yeah. just take take those moments and, you know, celebrate what you've achieved that week, that month. Yeah. yeah. Because it's life is a journey and then we're all going to die. Yeah, it's a nice way to end the podcast, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's and, a, lot of, a lot of people say that now, I've heard it on those podcasts, they're like, just think about if you're on your deathbed, I know it's really like for today, but if you think about when you're deathbed, what would you have sat there and thought, I should have just been more grateful for those days, or I should have yeah. just known that, you know, that was part of the account. process. Yeah, yeah, and that was part of the process. And I should have just, and it's obviously all easy to say reflection hindsight, but it is more of that. Sometimes I think we don't do enough of that. We might have one, well, we might think it's a really small win, but for someone else, they'd be like, wow, that's amazing. You know, like yeah. we might go, oh, I've gone to this retailer, like, okay. And it's like, actually, we should be sitting there going, we should be really proud of ourselves. Like, yeah. you know, but and you'll be really proud that, that you're on your deathbed. You'll be really, the things you'll think of is I'm really proud of my children. You know, that's yes. your number one. What did you do with your life? I had my children yeah. and yeah. I started a business. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's, you know, really successful or if it fails. You did it. You yeah. started your yeah. business. So many people talk about it. How many people actually do it? How many people get, you know, even past the first year? Um yeah. And how many young women with who are also looking after children get to that stage? So, so anyone who's doing it, just be really proud of yourselves. Hundred percent. And just before we end, on that note of children, how did you find the whole process of juggling children and running a business? What was that like for you? Um, you know, did you? Was it tough? Was you feel like you like juggling everything, or did you? Like when we spoke to Sarah, she said she sort of like made time to have her time with her children, have her time with her work. But as we know, it's not always like that when you've got loads of different things happening. So how was it for you from your Chaos, absolute chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can remember my what I used to do was turn where the computer was because it wasn't a laptop. It was a proper big computer in those days. But I would turn that room into a soft play center. I would just get every cushion from every <laughs> pillow, cover, every, get rid of any hard surface, just cover the, the floor, the walls with cushions, um, give them a packet of biscuits and just let them loose while I worked. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And they loved it. They're jumping off sofas, doing spins <laughs> in the air, you know, killing each other. And I was able to just zone out, get on with my work. Um, and that would keep them going for a good hour and a half, two hours, yeah. just because it was no one was saying, don't do that, mind him. And, and you know, so they yeah. kind of self, I was obviously there in the room with them. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, it would take me maybe 20 minutes to hoover up the crumbs that had fallen through the oh, cracks. Yeah. And but, you know, one big okay. cleanup and I'd had an hour oh, and a half yeah. or two hours of time. Um, and I had a baby sitting on the keyboard and a you know a toddler <laughs> standing on the desk. It was absolute chaos. But you know we were living the brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were you were true to the brand. Yeah. We say that as well, being a family brand. We're yeah. like our, our kids come into the office sometimes. Yeah. My daughter comes after school. Laura's got a five month old, so he'll come in sometimes. Yeah. And my one year old, it's it really is just you know chaos, do you know, chaos mm. to also you know and, and to be fair your kids also do love seeing what you're doing like, yeah it does give them that bit of especially yeah. like my daughter she absolutely loves it so um absolutely. i think yeah i think it's it's important and they'll, they'll be proud of you as well yeah, yeah. even though you feel the mum guilt like really badly on certain times you know that actually also especially your daughter Rose, because she understands it the most yeah she she would never want you not to do this no, like no. she's so happy that you're doing this <laughs> and sometimes even though you feel guilty it's like you have to look back and think no they love it yeah. she loves coming in she never minds about coming in if we have to come in late and after school for a couple of hours and do stuff and it's all part of the journey isn't it yeah. so but mum, mum guilt is mum guilt is never going away whatever you no, do never. so you no. know you may as well do this and have mum yeah. guilt because you're going to have it <laughs> wherever you oh, are exactly. whatever you yeah. do whatever so job, even if you were working with someone else no matter what like you said if so unless, unless, yeah you know you have it no matter what the surface even if you were a stay-at-home mum playing yeah. lego with them all day you'd feel you weren't yeah. doing or you you know it just comes with it's just it's born yeah. with your child yeah. isn't it i don't know why but it just is Definitely. Oh, so last bit. So last question from we always finish our podcast because our uh, our podcast is called Wing It to the Top. Obviously, Laura and I are trying to wing it to the top. <laughs> so we wanted to ask you if you could tell us about one of your like most significant winging it to the top moments throughout your whole your business journey. career so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. I think it was our very very first award, which we were only like two years in and. We didn't think anybody really took us seriously. Um, and it, it was an award for, God, I wish I, I've, I've still got it. I've got it framed and I'll, I'll never lose it. It was an award for sustainable, creating a sustainable society. You know, it was like an award for good um, yeah. as opposed to a business award. And um, we went along yeah. knowing we wouldn't win it. Um, and when they called out our name as the winners, it was just like, that was my pinch me moment. It was like, oh my God, yeah. somebody else actually thinks this is worthy, this is worthwhile. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that, we would go towards, and if we didn't win, it was like, what? What? Why didn't we win? <laughs> So it was kind of unfortunate that the very first one we were ever up for we won because after yeah. that I just thought, thought oh yeah we're going to win everything from now on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's a bit of disappointment I guess but it's, it's still that, good that you're nominated. It's not that validation is it when you do feel like imposter syndrome or like I don't know it's just an external validation that oh okay actually someone else believes in this yeah like it's it and it makes you feel better. Yeah it's the truth isn't it. Yep. Oh, well done. 
Well done to you two and well done to anybody out there listening who has managed to actually stop talking about it and do it, start it. Yeah, thank you. They're going to really love listening to this because it's it's great to just hear. It's like, been a great, yeah. it's been a really nice chat and to hear yeah. your journey and to hear what you've done and how successful you have been. And yeah, yeah you're just um, yeah an inspiration to us, but to so many other people. Yeah. Like even when we put it on Instagram, you know, some people were guessing who they thought it might be yeah. and your name popped up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a lovely one. listen. So yeah. thank you so much much for your time and for chatting to us today. Pleasure to meet you both and to see your enthusiasm really helps me as well. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing about your next venture. Yeah. So when you when you share that, I'm sure yeah, I'm just organise another one to hear about yeah. that. Maybe like you said, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I, uh, I might just lie on the sofa and die from yeah. exhaustion instead. But yeah. at the moment, <laughs> I'm feeling energised. Long may it last. Go for it. So today's an eight, but you know, you could have caught me on. I'm sorry I couldn't see you in person, but next time. Next yes, time, definitely. 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 Thank you. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.